0: This is the Winning Plays podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading
1: online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Welcome back. Winning Plays podcast. Chris Levine, Brian Robb, B-Robb, we're doing this on Thursday, five games into the Celtics season. I think there's only one thing I'm comfortable saying at this point. The the Boston Celtics are better than the Houston Rockets. You heard it here first. (laughs) The Boston Celtics take, are better than, than the worst team in the NBA. Anyway. I'm, 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 taking that to the mattress. Winning plays exclusive. <laughs> well, Everything else, start. I don't, I don't know what to say about anything else. But I can tell you that the Celtics are a better team than the Rockets.
0: Well, that's all we need. That's all we came here for this season. That like we can just if, hang our hat on that. Just, just, just hang them up. If it was 1994,
1: that would be fantastic. But <laughs> unfortunately, not really flying this it's, time
0: around. Uh, so roller coaster ride. Uh, Pretty intense roller coaster ride right now, and um, the ride hasn't stopped. But we're at a valley at this point. Um, Celtics lose their second straight home game uh, to the Wizards on Wednesday night, and what we'll start here for this: Washington Wizards three and one, Hornets four and one. Some the Knicks I think are are three and one. Some on paper, not quality losses, but like are these are these actually semi decent teams? um or are these teams that have been boosted by fast starts and like the Celtics should be should have won at least you know two of those three games as opposed to just the one over the Hornets
1: well I mean I'm looking I'm looking at the Wizards right now their their other two wins they beat the Raptors on opening night Raptors kicked the Celtics out so I mean (laughs) that's got to be considered a decent win uh overtime win against Indiana and then their only loss was to Brooklyn so I mean. Right. I guess that's somewhat respectable. But no, I mean, I, I don't look, I still don't look at that Washington team and think that they're any, that, you know, like two months from now, if we're having this conversation that we're going to be discussing whether or not the Wizards are, 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 are a real contender in the Eastern Conference. No. Uh, certainly not at, at home, right? Certainly not at home. Certainly not. You got to, did, did everyone play? The Washington Romeo. Game?
0: Romeo was the only right, guy, yeah. So, and so I drew, Rome, a there, bunch of guys, some guys didn't play though. we'll we'll get to that later
1: (laughs) yeah yeah that's 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 a whole other story but yeah i'm not making any excuses for 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 the celtics in terms of their schedule i think that that the knicks i mean that was that's tough opening night on the road msg but it's still a very winnable game raptors game should have won wizards game should have won um probably should have lost the hornets game so maybe it evens out a little bit there but uh yeah i just just a very lackluster very depressing for all the hope and for all the, the, the positivity that we had coming into the season, uh, it it very quickly feels like last season.
0: It is. And, but you know, what doesn't feel like last season is the new head coach (laughs) laying, uh, laying into is a weekend and like the, you know, there's a lot of positive email vibes in terms of the team, you know, and the, the reason they're still there, like everyone I think still loves but Ime is he's letting his team have it out of the gate um with a couple of these home performances and honestly probably deservedly so um I think very I think the biggest uh I think the place we should start from last night is um with Jalen Brown this was something that Brad Stevens did he you know he would call the team out but he would never single out guys much particularly when it came to effort and stuff like that. And so this was this is Ime after talking about Jalen Brown's just very uneven play from you know having great games against the Knicks and the Hornets to some complete duds last night and in, in the home loss to the, the Raptors. He says, "Quote: It's a tough one. I see it as well. I'm trying to ramp up during the game, home up to get going, but the contrast of some of those previous games and the way you see him come out Wednesday is kind of mind-boggling, Rich. Mind-boggling. Yeah. For your the way your All Star." wing is playing is this first of all what do you think of this just like calling guys out like this and do you like this this tactic out of the gate
1: i think so yeah i mean i think i think you got you certainly i'm trying i'm not going to say that it didn't work with brad's way because not that jalen was ever really a serious problem when it comes to like what kept the celtics from the only problem was that he was hurt last year um I respect it. If that's if the way Ime is going to handle business, we saw that right from the beginning, right? With Marcus Smart when he was suspended for that preseason game for missing the flight. If you're going to hold everyone accountable, if you're going to start at the top, when you have a game like that, where, and again, and, and, and for, let's be, you know, for all of Brad's tenure, except for the last few months, Jalen, wasn't an all-star, you know, he's, he's, in all, this is his first season coming off an all-star season where you would think that, that, that he's got to be ready to carry a bigger load and you, you, they're the Jays, right? We say that all the time. This team, we can we can spend the next 40 minutes talking about all the different reasons that things might be wrong. Unless Tatum and Brown are at the top of their game, this is a middling team. You know, they, they just are. They're, they are a fifth, sixth seed, unless those two guys are playing like all-stars in a game like last night, again, right? Where, where that's a game where you should win pretty... I want to say easily, right? Because the Wizards are three and cool. one. They're, they they have some talent. But that's that, if, if you're a top-tier team in the Eastern Conference that's a game that, that that you win and then maybe you drop saturday at in their gym you know but when the wizards come to boston very at this point in the season you got everyone but romeo that's a game you win in a runaway and and one of the major reasons it didn't happen last night because jalen didn't show up and you want it you want like there's obviously the covid question there's obviously the knee question but then right in between that you see you saw what he did against charlotte like it didn't look like when when he was when he was posterizing bridges like that didn't look like a knee that uh, that was holding him back at all, um, you know. And, and how many minutes did he play in that Charlotte game? It had to be forty, I'd right? Yeah, like six, like thirty-eight, something like that. It, like so, and like, was still bringing it, you know, at that stage in the game. So you don't think necessarily the knee is that big of a concern. If uh, more than anything, it just really felt felt mental.
0: Yeah, and that, I think that is you know in terms of where he's been right now in, in these mm-hmm. games, and just uh coming out of the gate with you know giving them absolutely nothing. Um, offensively. And that's where it really hurts. Like, you know, the, the subjects have some big team problems defensively and that's, you know, Jalen's not solely responsible for them. That's just like the team concept right now. And, you know, sure. trying to figure out the, the adjustments switching for that. Switching switching. Exactly. Like just that stuff that the coaching staff, that that's team wide things. That's not him. But when you're, you're putting up five of 16 against, you know, a wizards team that doesn't have certainly not known for its defense. Um, and, you get the wizards on a night where where Bradley Beal goes 7 of 30 rich or sorry right. seven, 7 of 25 I'm sorry but still when you get a their one all-star shooting under 30% from the field like that's a game you have to win you have to yeah, win and, and
1: it wasn't and they didn't even come close to it and and it's not only the 13 points it's not only the 5 of 16 it's two foul shots two foul yep. shot attempts one assist Zero steals, zero blocks, four rebounds. That, that That's like, you know, th- there was the you know, Avery Bradley the other night. Th- I don't know if you saw that. What do you go like 21 minutes and didn't have a single stat? <laughs>
0: they had the goose egg across the board. Wow. I missed it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it was, there was some historic. I forget what it was. I saw it on Twitter, but, but that, but that's a kind of that. That's, you look at that three turnovers for Jalen. And, and he played, wait, he still played 37 minutes. Yeah. He was out there a lot, but just was not a part of the game. And 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 you you wonder why and it's, and you look at you look at Washington. I don't know who was guarding him. Like who was it? Kuzma or or, or Dinwiddie or or I don't know. Whoever it was, it's it's not someone that you think is you think of as someone that's going to going to shut down Jalen Brown um, at this stage of his career. So yeah, it's it's unfortunate. And and you would you would like to think that the conversations go beyond you may just calling him out in the media, right? You hope, you hope that there's a one-on-one, you pull him aside for a couple of minutes and have the conversation. And you would imagine from what we know about Jalen, you would hope that he could have an honest conversation with his coach about that. And maybe they can really get to the root of what's going on. Um, Cause again, like you did, I did see a lot of times in that Charlotte game down the stretch, like like not counting that uh, unbelievable dunk where it was a lot of the Jason Tatum show when, and, and Jalen Brown is just in the corner kind of kind of just watching there there were there are long stretches where where jalen isn't touching the ball in any position to to score and it's funny and before i think it was one might have been the last shot of regulation and it was you know a terrible t- attempt by tatum and I, and i thought going in that would be a great time to maybe sneak jalen in you know get like there, if everyone's just assuming tatum you no know, there, there are a lot worse thing ways you you, you can go than giving jalen brown a shot to win the game and, and and it's just not there right now so maybe that's 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 taxing on him a little bit, but whatever it is, you they they you need to figure it out quickly because uh it's not a good situation. No. And the rest of the team is just
0: not playing well enough to overcome it, to be honest. And like we spent a lot of time on Brown there, but uh, you know, Imeidoko kind of again called out the whole team as well in the same press conference thing, you know. He told him he knew at shoot around Wednesday morning that they were gonna get their ass kicked and he told him that if they played with the focus that they did in that shoot around. And, you know, everyone was kind of up in the air after the game in terms of the veterans being like, well, why, why is this a problem right now? You guys are five games in, you got your ass kicked in your home opener. You'd think game two at home crowd was again, really fired up. And it just, they made these runs and then they'd let go of the rope. And so again, it, it, this constant stream of this, it's again, very much like a last year situation. And that's clearly what they wanted to get away to. And they, Change up some personnel, but it
1: doesn't seem much has changed on that front yet. No, it really sucks, too, because I remember you talking for, in preseason about how blown away. And I think everyone was talking about how blown away you were by the crowd's performance in those preseason yeah. games. At these meaningless games, I think that was garden was packed. People were excited. People were going out to support this team. And now two games in a row. And it really matters when these, when people are playing shitloads of money to show up and bring their kids and, 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 and spend a night uh Washington they they just not showing up and then like I you don't you don't and w- were there booze were there any booze last night there had to be right not that I heard because no. they
0: always got they they made runs so they got close they even took the lead at one point Did, were you aware of the uh the whole scoring scoreboard issue in the middle of no the second half? <laughs> what happened <laughs> this was actually wild so at the end of the third quarter the Celtics were just given two extra points that showed up on the scoreboard and in the official box score just out of nowhere. And really? it appears like Tatum was just credited with an extra basket at some point at the end of the third quarter and they added in, they didn't fix it rich for like five minutes of gameplay. So they they, they were really? playing up and down and everyone's like, what the hell is going on? Um, because it was clear that this was, it was a simple mistake in the play-by-play. You could see it. If you just pulled up a the box where like, yeah, Tatum did not score two baskets within three seconds of each other. Like this was goofing. So they eventually fixed it. At the seven minute mark of the fourth quarter, and that's actually when the sellers totally fell apart and the, the Wizards went on the AO run. So, <laughs> when they took away that, uh... I, it was actually the first eight negative two run in NBA history. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did, did you tweet that? Actually, I didn't, I, it I, I thought of that after the game. I blew that up. Uh,
0: that that would have been, I'll save it for the next time they threw it, but yeah, it was it was just adding to the madness. But yeah, so the, the fans were, were into it though, the whole way. So, there wasn't a they didn't even feel extra heat there, of uh, since they always made the comeback before things got too bad, on like Friday night. But it was it was again a raucous crowd, like borderline playoff type crowd energy, and it it didn't really do anything.
1: Yeah, and then and and you you kind of tease this off the top a little bit, but like you have a game where effort is the is-, is one of the issues it is a major issue when you see your team it's just not coming out with the fire that you need it doesn't matter if it's the wizards or the or the, or the lakers or or the nets like you're not going to win an nba game playing with the intensity that the celtics were and then you got Aaron Neesmith and you got Peyton Pritchard i mean especially Neesmith, when I mean, you talk about a guy with energy right like that's and he hasn't gotten too many chances but when he's out there he's a guy that brings energy you got a shooter like Pr- why did the, the, neither of these guys get off the bench how is that? Pos- like, like, I, I, like, was that? Was he asked about? Was he may asked about that at all? I actually, I asked, I asked him after the game, and I've shot my buddy
0: Joe, who actually texted me during the game, like demanding that I ask him about it, um, nice. and he was pretty straightforward. I asked him pretty much, was this this uh, you tightening the rotation here? Was this a matchup thing? And he said it was a little bit of both with Pritchard and Pritchard and Neesmith have both been not great more more so Niesmith than Pritchard to begin. The, beginning of the season. Neesmith has not hit a shot. He's 0 for 10 from the field in his first three games. He hasn't played the last half of the DMP in Charlotte as well. Pritchard, you know, shooting like 30% from the field again, nothing to worry. about. very incredibly small sample size. So not you, I can't imagine they're, you know, getting pulled from the rotation just because they had a tough start from a shooting standpoint. But your your point, like energy. You know what I think about when I energy Jabari Parker. That's that's a real energy <laughs> guy.
1: Like at least he can score. At least he's doing. St- yeah, like he's, he's out he there. He's out there performing, right? Like, like, and and you don't expect him. And, I, and every shot he takes, I expect him to miss, regardless of how many he hits. But like, and still he until he actually starts missing, like shit. Like he's out. He's a guy who's out there busting his ass and making things happen, and like. You know, you wonder like like Marcus Smart. You love to, to to you know. Of course, you want to see him out there. You know, playing through whatever he's playing through. I know that that is there any more insight on into this illness that he's dealing with because he's not right. Like, like no. would you rather have? And Greg, he's also made some great plays. He made, he made the, the the three to send it overtime on opening night. He his his defense down the stretch in Charlotte was enormous, um, but. When you see him playing the way he is, every last night, thirty-five minutes, one of seven from the field, three assists, like five personal fouls. Maybe Peyton can get seven of those minutes, ten of those minutes, like just to see when you when you when you see that like clearly that he's not Marcus Smart right now, and you respect him playing through shit, but like. You know, I just, just when you have these, you know, we talked, we talked about all preseason. This team feels so much deeper than they, than they were last year, which doesn't take much. Like last year was like a kiddie pool, but like, but there, there is, there is depth. And this is a time where they might need it, where Jalen doesn't come to play, where it's smart, come, doesn't come to play. where Jason Tatum, where, where, where Eme, you know, made a big emphasis at the beginning of the year. I don't want you complaining to the refs. Let me worry about it. Jason Tatum is pitching to the refs constantly to the point where you got a technical for it last night. So like at what point like just <laughs> let these kids have a chance. Like clearly it's not it's not working with your with, with your starters. You got to send a message.
0: And I think it's a great point bringing up Smart there because guess where he ranks on minutes on the team right now? Like for the season. Rich, is he first? Second. Tatum is Second. playing Tatum is playing 37.8 minutes per game. Smart is playing 37 minutes per game. And he's, and he's just, shooting 25% from the field.
1: Yeah. But, but like, I mean, they, 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 said, I mean, like, I don't even, was there any clear, you know, explanation or anything in terms of like what he's actually dealing with off the court? I know there, there was that one story that just said he's been, been on fluids and like the dizzy, I don't know if he's been throwing up, but like something does not seem right.
0: Right. Yeah. So that was after the horse game Monday night, he just came out and volu- like, he, and it like really hung his head and was just immediately asked like, Hey, you like, you okay, you just don't look good. And that's when he said, you know, he had, you know, been throwing up to the game and, you know, was play really bad, um, headaches and just pains and stuff like that. So he obviously seemed to feel better enough to play last night, but the encore production, the shooting, we've seen shooting something before, but he made is riding him regardless. And like you said, there are alternatives in place where like I said, if, if smart isn't feeling great, like don't play him 37 minutes a night, like play him 25 minutes a night. So you can a develop your younger guys and you maybe get a better version of smart and especially offensively when things aren't going well there. And I guess the other concerning thing I have here, and we can bring up, you know, Dennis Schroeder, as we, we look at it, like the smart at point guard experiment, like he his turnover rate right now is the highest of his career. And so you wonder, and, you know, Schroeder took over, I feel like the point guard range for most of last night with, you know, mixed success had, you know, a, a solid offensive night, but I do wonder from a pace standpoint, from a fit standpoint, like if that's maybe an eventual switch between those guys between bench and the starting role, if, if the shooting doesn't come around for, for smart.
1: Yeah, no, I got, I got, I guess it's something to consider. I mean, that would that would obviously be a big move, but like shit, like even and Marcus is shooting career high six point eight three pointers a game, hitting one point six. He's shooting twenty three percent. Meanwhile, Schroeder's uh, shooting forty percent from three this year. Just need to point- yeah, take. It. I mean, he's just all, he's just all around solid. I mean, he's the guy. You know, he, that that's one thing. One thing I will not complain about him playing thirty-five minutes a game last night. You need that because he's the only one that can bring it. Like, and like you said, like maybe he he could play at thirty minutes as a starter. And I'm not even saying bench Marcus. Maybe give him a couple of days off. Yeah, to get his shit together. Like, it's clearly like it is. It is just there's like you're not you're not. It's I maybe mean, one thing if he's if he's gutting this out and he's and 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 playing through all this this pain or whatever it is. And they're even three and two four right. and one you're seeing it when you're seeing the results, but like for, for him to be playing through whatever he's playing through and for, for him to continually putting up these stinkers and the team continues to lose games that they should win. Like, like, what, like it, it's early, right. It's, 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 it's literally October. Like, it, like, like th- like these games will be long forgotten. Let him get on the, on the right track if that's possible. Um, I think, and I don't know. I'm just looking at something like, you know, Richardson It's another guy last night who, did he, not really do anything.
0: He's not bringing anything to the table. I mean, this is the Dallas version of Richardson, and this is exactly what you didn't need because not only you're not getting much out of him, that's when you're, you're blocking the development of Nismith or Lankford when they come back, um,
1: 15, 15 and a half minutes, zero shots. One rebound, one assist, one steal. It's, it's just like, like, it's nothing, literally right. nothing. He's just, it's taking up space and you know minus eight so it's not like the, the team's even necessarily was necessarily playing well with him out there i just i just don't understand and and, and i guess I, I can't really kind of contradicting myself because i remember over the summer talking and saying that like you know like guys like pritchard and, and and neesmith are coming in with a clean slate like it doesn't matter what they did last year they're getting a chance to show a whole new coaching staff this is what i can do this is how i can help your team and i said back then you know we'll see whether whether you know. With, with a fresh start, what these guys can show. And I guess they haven't showed the coaching staff much, but like shit from what we saw in summer league from we from what we saw in preseason and from what we've seen from the, from the guys who are playing so far these first five games it's just beyond me that, 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 that the young guys are not getting more run.
0: That was the first DMP CD of Payne Pritchard's career last night at a Celtic. So that, I mean, we will see if that can, I can't imagine when you look at the spacing issues and the three point shooting, like beyond Schroeder, like no one can hit a three for their life Wednesday night. They've mm-hmm. been very up and down in that area all year long. And I just think you can't afford, you know, your, your bench isn't good enough to be able to afford that. Like you need reliable shooting there. I mean, Grant Williams has been a very pleasant surprise from three, but I don't think you can count on that on a you know, nightly basis there and then jabari is jabari like he'll get you a few points but he's gonna give him back the other end of the floor (laughs) and and richardson like you said if he's if he's not doing anything then like make that switch mid game like don't you don't have to like you know play 13 guys but at the same time if energy is an issue like you said go for your energy guys like neesmith is your energy guy literally and figuratively i think pritchard too you never complain about pritchard from like an energy standpoint like he's he's always out there and scrappy he might not be you know Doing the right thing defensively, or you know, hitting shots, but he's—you're never going to fault him for like not being in the game there. So, it's—it was a little bit concerning to see that in a, in a game like that, not to like see Ime Odoka kind of turn down his bench and 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 kind of try to figure that out on the fly.
1: Right, bench these guys. So, so someone was saying, someone—one of my text threads was saying that you know, this guy came from Popovich school of coaching, and that's a guy who who never hesitates to to pull his starters when, when you know. Over there is when they when they aren't playing the way they need to, and it's one thing if you don't have guys, but when you do, like use it. And and again, like you said, I know Neesmith hasn't hit a shot, which is, <laughs> and it seems like an exaggeration when you say that. Like, but no, he quite literally has, <laughs> has not hit a shot this season. But again, like he played, he's he played 11 minutes twice. Like those are his season highs. Right. And for a shooter, you know, like it, it would be nice. I would say one game, just give him up, give him close to 20 minutes. See what he can do. Let him get into the flow of a game. Let him miss a few shots and then take a few more if it comes down to it. It doesn't stop anyone else. So, like, let him kind of get his bearings on this NBA season because he did seem like someone that really was going to potentially be a weapon for this team. And not like Siri, not like – I mean, people talked about him maybe being the fifth starter. We like we both agreed that was maybe a little premature, but, like, the idea of him being, like, a seventh man on this team was not outlandish. And it wasn't even, I think, wishful thinking. I thought he was a guy who showed he could he could do it uh again it was preseason and even a little bit at the end of last year um so I would, that, that's and again like sort of i don't we do, i don't think either of us thinks that that's the issue like the, the reason the selects are two and threes and that because they're not getting enough from aaron Nesmith. um but there are a bunch of those little things that maybe could help turn this th- this season around before it's too late it makes it a
0: double negative it's like if you're gonna be two and three at least have your young guys playing yes. when you're two and three if you're playing all the veterans and you're two and three then that's like you're hurting yourself potentially in the long term just as much as you are going for wins. And I know like Emilio has to look for wins right now. He can't be developing the young guys just to develop the young guys. But there, we've reached a point now where the veterans, some of the other guys, some of the other alternative options aren't playing well enough to justify having them out there either. So like at yeah. least mix it up.
1: Richardson is, is very close to, uh, to Jeff Teague territory for me, mm. which means uh, congratulations on your future NBA championship. This <laughs> All right, uh, listen up, sports betters. This is the Winning Place Podcast here to tell you about our favorite sports book that is Bet US. Football is back; it's time to get on the action. Basketball is back, obviously. Get on the action there. We only endorse one sports book that is BetUS.com. Why you ask? It's because BetUS has been America's favorite sports book for over twenty-five years. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity. You need to know you're going to get paid. You need a sports book that offers everything, including live betting, MMA, golf, horses, esports, all kinds of crazy bets. Uh, they'll walk you through setting up an account. Uh, nobody in the, in the industry gives you bigger bonuses than BetUS. Join now, check out the offers, and you can get up to 200% in bonuses on your first deposit. Nobody beats that. Uh, we bet at BetUS, so should you. That's BetUS.com, America's favorite sports book. Enter BSJ when you sign up uh, at B- at Bet com for a special bonus betus.com is where the games begin um yeah so uh saturday i think you said it's thursday we're doing this saturday you're in washington are you going are you going to be in dc by any chance
0: i would not be in dc my partner in crime suichi will be making that trip five we're o'clock start well afternoon matinee for you out west
1: afternoon delight there wait so go. wait so it's a wait it's a five o'clock on uh five again five o'clock eastern start yes interesting
0: Yeah. You don't, you don't see that much. Um, and shake it up a little bit, but so for the next five on the road, rich, you have, you're in Washington, you come back home to face the undefeated bulls on Monday night at the garden. And then you head down to Florida where you're going to have Orlando, Miami on a back to back. And then you go to face face Luca in Dallas Mm -hmm. and the third of three and four nights. So it's, um, they and then you come home for Toronto you
1: know, you come home for Toronto and Milwaukee.
0: So, I mean, you look around the Eastern Conference right now, there're not a lot of guaranteed wins out there anymore in the schedule based Dude, on you how are to play out.
1: Orlando and Detroit. I think that's it. I mean, I, yep. I I watched I watched Cleveland beat uh the Hawks the other night. I mean, I you know everyone here in, in Boston, you know, we lament the uh the double big lineup. They got the triple big with, <laughs> with Allen and the rookie Mobley who who looks really legit. Um, and then you know Lowry Markinen playing playing the three for them. And then you have a very decent back card of course with Sexton and and Garland. You got uh uh Rubios there now. I mean that that's again, they're not probably not gonna even make the playoffs, but this is that it's not a team that you can just walk over anymore. Clearly it's not a team that the, the Celtics team can walk over. But yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I think that right now, suddenly you get it's it's the Pistons and the Magic. Every every you got to buckle up for every single other appointment. Certainly when you're on the road, right? And it's a situation now. And
0: the other I mean, there's they're not the only ones having headaches out of the gate. Obviously, like the Nets are are two and three, and Harden looks like a shell of himself. So Lakers are two and three. Clippers are under 500. So a bunch of teams are getting this rude awakening right now, where you know they're they're finding that they can't walk into winnable games and and take home easy wins without bringing the effort they need to. And two and three is still two and three. Like this is, they could easily, you know, get themselves back on track here, but the schedule is not going to help them do it. So you have a couple off days here to figure it out. Like, what do you want to see from them in the next week here? Do you want to see I assume you want to see Pritchard and Eastman both playing. Do you want to see any other major tweak? Do you want would you, you want to maybe sit smart down for a game or two maybe, open sure. the door for those guys to get some minutes or at least see those minutes go down.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, again, I, I want that, but I, if we, even if we start at the top, I, I'd like to see the Jays bring it every night. Like, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't think that's too much to ask. Cause like I said, that really is the head of the snake that, that it, they, they can hide a lot of problems. If they play like two of the best pl- basketball players alive, which they are. Right. Like that, like like when they when they start to to hold up a little bit, when they're not given everything or they're not performing like like if they're performing like we have seen them lately. Like that's what exposes a lot of the other problems this team has. But like so that that's a start for me. And, you know, we haven't talked about about Rob at all. And it's funny because you look you look at the numbers and it's hard to really complain right yeah. now for a couple of years everyone we we've all been clamoring more rob minutes more rob minutes let's see what let's see what he can do um and you yes, know so game. it's 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 great i know you you love to see it and you see that he's you know 10 and 9 uh, averaging more than three blocks a game so getting it done there um so yeah i mean obviously shooting in the, in the 70 percentile range at all but at the same time looks a little off to me something physically he's not he's certainly not dunking the way he, he like when he's down low i think there are time and 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 there have been moments where he'll he almost goes Ben Simmons where you see him like kick out kind of something what, what typically would be an easy make for him or an easy dunk uh in previous years he seems a little bit hesitant to to jump in uh, at certain moments this year have you noticed that at all like it just just i, I don't know if yeah what's the, it's, it's, the there as much yeah and I, and I, and it's, I, I, don't know if it's physical. I don't know if it's, if it's mental, I kind of tend to think it might be a little bit more physical, but, um, I don't know. Has there been any talk about that? Yeah. I mean, I've seen that online, like on Twitter, like people have th-
0: really noticed what you were saying there of like, just the, the explosiveness. They're have going have noticed that like, he is not looking at the basket at all around the, like he'll finish lobs, but on any offensive rebound, he is looking kick out, kick out, kick out. Um, which is great. Like, you know, 80% of the time, but there's also times being like, Hey, you have a six foot two guy on you just go dunk it back over his head. Like, like take the two easy points. Um, so yeah, you wonder how, like, again, what, if that's a calculated move, I am physically like, I'm not going to go nuts right now to try to stay healthy or if that's just something wrong with his body right now where he's, you know, doesn't have that burst that he normally have, but that's, that's certainly something to monitor what do you do you like al and rob together do you want to keep that going in the starting five or do you want to mix that up
1: i just don't know what where else you go right now you know and i, and I guess i guess what, what would be the else i i don't like grant as an alternative no uh shrewder would with that is that the the, the, uh, the only other logical move i guess that makes
0: sense that's probably the if you're going to bet on one right now that probably makes the most sense because then you know he handled Smart is just a two guard slash all defense guy in the starting five. And then you can bring in that opens the door obviously for Pritchard and Nissan to play a little more off the bench. Um but then you get yeah. then someone gets squeezed out of minutes. Some of his minutes gets hurt in the Al Rod Department. To be honest, those guys haven't been your problem much either. Like Al's been great. So like I don't know what you got to do there.
1: Yeah, I th- yeah, so I think for now like, I wasn't psyched about Rob starting the to, to kick off the year, but as of right now, like I just I don't know what else you do. It, it's it's a shame that he's you know shooting the only the only person shooting worse than Marcus from three is Rob, right? Which is a bit which is a bit surprising because I don't I don't feel like he's been you know like the the, the I know, just the vibe I get from him, right? Like he doesn't seem like so, and that's been missing a lot. But yeah, three three of thirteen shooting point two three one from three. Because you, you'd like a guy. Because if you have Marcus out there, who's going to be Marcus, especially when he's shooting like this, eight of thirty-four from three so far this year. Um, huh, this is something. How, how, so he's he's eight for thirty-four from three. How many two-point attempts do you think he's made? Four. Huh, he's made two. He's made four. He's only taken 13 2 two-point Eighteen. attempts. Um, but yeah. So you need you need some more shooters which is another reason why you would think Pritchard and Neesmith, regardless of what Neesmith has done in those random ass minutes that he's gotten over the first couple, the first week. Like these are guys are proven shooters. The new record practice record holder, right. For three pointers made without consecutive misses. Um, You got Neesmith and you got Pritchard. Like you need some more shooting. That's why another reason it drives me nuts, but uh, yeah, I think for right now you just gotta just keep rolling with Rob and, Hope the Jays wake up because again, even, even though Tatum is has still been pretty fucking awesome, right? He's averaging twenty five, almost eight rebounds. But like his his assists are down, I think. I let me say.
0: They yeah. I mean he had a eight the other night, but I think as a whole, right now they are yeah, just four for the season per night, which is I think probably eh for him. And last night it was a huge problem. I mean, eighteen assists, four in the second half. Um, that's exactly, you know, home run ball back in the day. Um, it's brutal. You're not going to do it by yourself. So, and Jay,
1: and he's shooting and Tatum's shooting 30% from, from three too. I, you know, again, a lot of, like a lot of that is just three, like, yeah, a lot of, Doc Rivers famously called it the "Make Miss" league, right? And that, and that's in many ways. I think that you know that that and, and Tatum like the foul line too. Four of eight last night, seventy two percent from the line this season. I I don't I don't know where these they they don't seem to have the focus. There's so many stupid cliches, but that was like the killer instinct. Any of those things you want to throw out there? They are just not there right now. Certainly, the way Jalen threw down on on, on Miles Bridges that embodied a little bit of what you're looking for. But just again, just, just the day-to-day, just showing up every day, these are the two leaders on the team, you are the two all-stars, you are the two of the top 10 players in the East, we, we potentially argued, and it's just not there right now. And uh, for, again, for every, all, the, all the different ways we can break this down, unless those two at the top are bringing it every single night the way they need to, they, they, this team is gonna continue to be either a game or two under, or maybe a game or two over 500 at best.
0: It's you've we've seen five games now, they haven't come close to playing a full 48 minutes. Um, Houston, they got close, but like you said, they're that's where they're destined for record wise. If if this inconsistency keeps up, but
1: yeah, they've they, around, you know, like you know, like you know, Milwaukee's three and two, you know, Philly's two and two, like you said, Brooklyn's two and three, you know, they're they, they, this time of year, you know, it's very easy. If the Suggs were three and two, maybe we wouldn't be you know it's one one win wherever it came from right if it's that the new york game or whatever it is 3 and 2 looks very different than 2 and 3 but just the just the vibe like it's almost better that they're 2 and 3 so you can't even sugarcoat it you can't no. put lipstick on this pig at all and say oh they're still over 3 they're over 500 like they like maybe it's not that bad no it really does feel that bad right now and it's pretty depressing with with what just feel like coming in with a new coach after the shittiness of last season the 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 vibe just felt so strong. It felt positive. It felt like at the very least, even if they're not great, they're still going to play hard every night. They're still going to inspire you with their effort. But like, it just sucks. And at some point, like, right? Brad's not the coach anymore. Kyrie's not there. Like, who, who who are the who are the 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 uh, the guys that are still there? Who, who are the the consistent parts of this team that keeps underwhelming you with their effort? Um, and it's the Jays. So let's hope that they can change that.
0: The spotlight is on both and Odoka is making sure of that, um, to begin this week. So very big week ahead. We'll be back to respond to it. Um, next week, see if this group can get back on track, see how this rotation gets adjusted and again, see if we're destined for another 500 season or if, uh, things are shaking up a little bit. Stay tuned.